So welcome, everybody. I'd like to um, welcome you to uh, Choices, Books, and Gifts, where you always have choices. Today with me, I have an old friend of mine named David Harashara Wagner, and he is a meditation instructor, also a coach, author of classic Tantra teacher on a mission to help people walk the spiritual path, live happier and freer lives, classically trained in the wisdom traditions of yoga, bhakta, vedanta, and tantra. His teachings come from his decades of working with people, helping them to learn to live a more fulfilling and soul-centered purpose lives. Now, while I'm saying some of these words, I may be not pronouncing them right. I just want you all to know that. He is also an author of a men's book, Backbone, and on the field of Dharma, and is currently working on a modern translation of and commentary on the 10th century tantrics text known as Shiva Sutra. Yes. How did I do, David? You did great. <laughs> all right, all right. That was a little, a little tongue for me. Right now on the screen, and you're actually at the bookstore. I am. Yeah, we like to have the bookstore in the background. And uh, yeah, so so we're we're promoting it from the bookstore, wanting people to know about the bookstore where they can get these books. And and so the whole idea is is, is to have it done in the bookstore so people know where it's coming from. I love it. Well, I you know, I love Choices Bookstore and it's, you know, having lived in New York for most of my adult life. I miss it. It's one of the things that I miss about New York. It's a, it's like a, it's really like a treasure, you know, and what you've cultivated there and just you at the helm and everything that you've cultivated within yourself as a man, you know, in, on the spiritual path and a man of wisdom. It's just like, it's really great that you're doing this. And I, I do thank you. And that's actually how we know uh, one another from a, uh, a past of, 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 I know I made some bad choices and I, I think that you had some too. And I'd love to know the story on how you've become this wonderful spiritual meditation instructor that helps so many people in so many ways. Well, thank you. And, and continues to make bad choices and like on a daily basis, you know, takes inventory and when I'm wrong, try to eventually kind of promptly admit it. <laughs> Straighten it out. Oh, I'm right there with you every, each and every day. I sometimes wonder I'm getting older and supposed to be getting wiser, but I still make the same, you know, mistakes. Yeah. 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 So, wow. Well, you know, I got in, the reason I know about choices is because I have been in recovery for most of my adult life. And I got clean and sober, you know, when I was really a teenager and um, have stayed sober since then. And, uh, but before we get too excited about that, at some point, I'll tell you about my most recent kind of recovery journey. But anyway, so choices is, you know, one place that you can walk in and 
get stuff like sobriety chips and, you know, literature for all different kinds of 12-step wisdom and stuff like that. So that's originally how I think I came into Choices and got to know Jay. But that's also how I originally got into spirituality because, you know, I got sober in, uh, in rooms that encouraged a spiritual connection and, um, you know, a connection to a higher power. And so exploring that with those great people that helped me get to get sober, that was in Peoria, Illinois in the eighties, if you can wow. imagine. And while I was there, um, in, in that context, uh, a fellow in that world lent me a book called be here now, which is this famous spiritual book by an author called Baba Ramdas. And that is what turned me on to the Eastern spirituality that I have become a teacher of. Mm-hmm. So it was a combination. The short answer is a combination of staying on the path of recovery and really like, you know, where we say religion is to save your soul and spirituality is to save your ass. And, you know, so my spiritual path has never been optional for me because of that. And then being turned on to Eastern spirituality and having amazing teachers guided me um, in that world is that's the short answer really. And then just living through decades of life and, and just, you know, being a dad now and, and so many things where it's really crucial that I live my life along spiritual lines. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's crucial. So that, and, and then giving it away, you know, has become my profession. You could yeah. say. And that's wonderful because you, I've, I have found in my own life, you can't keep it unless you give it away, but it mm-hmm. seems like in my opinion, you've taken it to really the next and next and next level where mm-hmm. a lot of us, you know, we stay with the program, we do this and that, but this has led you into a whole different lifestyle and even a way of business. Yeah. And I would imagine you doing what you do, you must also get a lot of benefit from helping people teach meditation, spirituality, the things that you do. Definitely. No, definitely. Because it keeps me in this world and it also integrity is an important, is an important quality is an important value of mine. And, um, in order to do this work in integrity means that I have to keep doing the work on myself at the same time. It's not always the case for spiritual teachers, but in my case, it's something that, you know, my teachers drilled into me so heavily that, yeah, it it does. It like it, it keeps me in shape spiritually and emotionally and psychotherapeutically and everything else. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You know, I've uh, two stories I I, I, I want to share one briefly. I was uh, blessed enough to go on one of your uh, retreats. And one of the, the, the fascinating thing that I found is we were out in the in the forest and, and we had a fire pit and you had made us start to say the word um. Mm. And you made some of us start and then some of us do it a little four seconds later and another four seconds later. And the sound of that and the peace and, and it, it 
David, it literally took me into another world. I just want to say that 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 was so fascinating, that experience with you. And, you know, I know that for myself, I I pray and meditate every single day. But for someone who's an expert like yourself, what would you say if I was just getting started with you? How often do I have to meditate? How long do I have to do it for? Yeah. Well, the you know, the answer is, is do it enough that you can get a taste of it, but not so much that you overwhelm yourself with it. And then to just kind of make that a little bit more specific. Uh, and the, But the reason being is that you have to enjoy it. And there's so many different ways to meditate. There's so many different avenues into it. So, you know, finding, trying different things, finding what really works for you. Um, and then, you know, it's a very counterintuitive thing for us to do. And if it's something that we're totally brand new to, when we get into it, it's going to, we're likely to encounter resistance. And so you want to like, resistance can be tricky because. What is if, that what's that? What, what some of that resistance be? Yeah. Well, it would just be, first of all, just doing it at all. But, but just the thing of just like stopping and sitting down and sitting still and closing your eyes and keeping them closed and, and just trying to do whatever the meditation technique is, whatever it is, mm -hmm. um, we'll just we'll want to open our eyes. We'll want to get up and move, you know, because we won't probably get immediate satisfaction from it. It'll yeah. take it'll take a little bit of like you know it's like the magic lamp that you have to rub a few times before it before the genie comes. And I agree. So you gotta you know you gotta rub it enough for the genie to come out, but not rub it so much that like you hate it. Right, right. You know, when I was a kid, my older brother took me to transcendental meditation. When I was about fifteen, I was a squirrely little kid, and I remember sitting down in this classroom. And maybe because I was young, they'd only met, let me meditate for eight minutes. And then, then I had to build up to the 16 and then the 20. And I remember one thing they said that was so interesting. They said, listen, if you sit there, no matter what's happening, if you stay seated, the mind will eventually follow. Mm -hmm. and that's been my experience. Yeah. 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 And it's worth it. And, and. Also, it can be damn boring. And, you know, the it, it's I can't emphasize this enough that there are so many uh, the word meditation is a word like dessert or medicine. It can mean so many different things. And especially nowadays, you can have you can pretty easily find guided meditations and other resources to, that are very different from one another. So some meditations are very minimalist. You just sit still, feel your breath, focus on your breath. Some are mantra-based, like transcendental meditation, uh, but also still very minimal. Some are whole guided visualization practices that you can do that are, that are fabulous for people with very active, imaginative minds. Some of them are very body-based and, and, and somatically oriented. That really, there's so many different ways to do it, and it, it really behooves someone who's starting off 
to experiment a little bit and find something that, that, that they like, that turns them on and that, you know, makes them want to do it more. And that, that, that leads to my, to my next question. So say I'm interested and someone sees this podcast and gives you a call and says, what do I do? How do I start this? I want to come to your class. Is there a meditation you prefer one over others? And what is this person, what's their experience going to be like? Yeah. Well, generally, if someone who's very new to meditation comes to me, I mean, if I have the luxury of finding, you know, I do a lot of work just like one-on-one with people. So that's very luxurious. We can really get to know each other. And But if somebody just comes into a class and I don't really know totally where they're coming from, I'm going to give them a guided meditation that is going to be a combination of uh, relaxing the body in a systematic way. Okay. You close your eyes, relax your head, relax your face, relax your arms, relax your slower than that. Um, it's funny. I'm just, I'm just producing a guided meditation. Um, in the person who's reading the meditation is speaking in Arabic because we're making a guided meditation for children in Gaza that, oh. that and to that the parents can help get their kids to sleep at night, you know, when they're in this, in this horrific situation. And um, I just, the reason I thought of that is because in the script, you know, I'm writing now, relax your arms, pause, <laughs> relax your chest and your belly, pause, pause, <laughs> because there, there's a, there's a way to lead somebody in meditation where you sort of give them a chance to, to really slow down. So it will include like a, you know, guided relaxation and then it will have some kind of uh, something for the mind to, to do. So rather than just sit still and just let your mind do whatever it wants to and watch your mind, that's a very typical kind of meditation instruction that people get that comes more from the Buddhist mindfulness tradition. Coming from the yoga tradition, I will give them, imagine your breath flowing up and down through your body every time you breathe. Take a mantra that that you would repeat, like the syllable Ram, Ram, and you just repeat that syllable and, and feel the vibration of it or, or Om, you know, that, that we did on our retreat. Um, and I would encourage them to just focus on whatever we're doing and let the mind do whatever it wants to. So not to be frustrated that you're trying to focus on Ram, Ram, and your mind is thinking, oh, what am I having for lunch after this? Fine. Hey. Just let it and just think, just come back to Ram Ram. But just be fine. The mind's going to do all kinds of things, or you're going to fall asleep. You know, a lot of people just fall, they're, they never relax. And so then when they do relax, they just pass out. Okay. Usually, they say if you fall asleep during meditation, because meditation gives you everything you want, you yeah. need to sleep more than the meditation. And it's it's funny because when I meditate, the way it was taught to me, as you mentioned, you have a, a type of phrase or a word. But they said at the end of that, look at it like a ticker tape uh, uh, that's going by. See it for a few seconds and then just try to empty your mind again. And 
and, and I do it, but in extremely short periods, you know, yeah. it, it, it's never perfectly done for a long amount of time, but yeah. I, yeah. I, I do love doing it. Mm. I do love doing it. Um, I have a, a platform of my own now called Big Heart Meditation Club that people can subscribe to for very little money and have lots and lots of guided meditations on there. There's a great resource that every beginner should know about, every meditator should know about, called Insight Timer. And um, it's an app that you can get on your on your smartphone or a website that you can that you can go to. And I don't know how many teachers we have on Insight Timer now. It's countless. And um, every kind of meditation you could possibly imagine is on there. And I have many, many of my meditations on Insight Timer too. It doesn't cost anything. If you want to pay a subscription fee, then you get some added benefits. But otherwise, it's an open source platform. It's fantastic. Do yeah. you have something, a, a website you can give us that people can go on and learn yeah. more about? You and yeah, can can access all of my stuff on David H Wagner. Don't forget the H, David H Wagner.com. And my Instagram is also very active, which is at Harshida Wagner. How many years have you been doing it now? Teaching meditation? Well, let's see. I started teaching yoga classes first. And that was 1993. And I did a little bit of meditation work in those yoga classes. But really, formally, like teaching just meditation and yoga philosophy in 1996. So it's come up 30 years. Yeah. That's fantastic. Fantastic. And my assumption is do you still do these retreats? And, yeah. And is it yeah. Perfect? perfect. Yeah. We do retreats. Uh, I'm leading a group of people on a retreat in India in January. Um, we're putting together a retreat in Mexico for the spring that I'm very excited about. And um, yeah, we always have retreats coming up from time to time in different places around the world. I want to get another East Coast retreat going. I haven't done an East Coast. I did an East Coast retreat last February at Kripalu up in Massachusetts. And we're trying to find some alternative to that. To, to have an East Coast retreat in the near future as well. Well, that's good because I'd like to be at that one. But the next question I'd like to ask is, can you tell me a little bit about your books? Yeah, so I have a, a men's book, as you mentioned in the intro, called Backbone. That um, It was just really a, a publisher wanted me to do this men's book because I was doing a lot of work, especially in men's work and conscious masculinity. And so we made that book, which is kind of a, it's a primer in conscious masculinity. Um, and I find that the people that I'm able to help the most and have been able to help the most. So there's lots of people that can teach beginners that can get them interested or bring them into the beginning of their spiritual path or the beginning of their recovery. Lots of people that can do that. But what I'm really a specialist in is like when people are, are like in, the sort of advanced stages of their spirituality or they're in the midst of a big life change or a big breakthrough. Um, I'm very adept at getting in there with them and helping them to do that. So um, you help them get through that challenge yeah. through meditation and spirituality. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, and um, through the process of, of, you know, what we call awakened living, of just taking our experience as a human being and just really looking at it in, in a very broad way and, and, and really looking at what is our purpose? What is our spiritual connection? What is the bullshit that holds us back? Those are what I call the three pillars, right? It's like our purpose, our spiritual connection, and then whatever is holding us back from and so that's that's the work that that I really do with people the best I think and that's what this other book that I'm working on is really about. Well, I'll tell you David it all sounds so good because I have so much identification with that as far as listen I meditate, I pray, I exercise. It's it's like a, it's a card in my shop and I still want to slap someone. It's yeah. it's it's, <laughs> it's just I don't know if I should say it like that but I'm just telling you truth yeah. it, it takes yeah. so much work and effort yeah. to be the person that i am and yeah. without any of this yeah. I, I just wonder I, i'd be completely lost yeah. but um with that said you know the conversation was was just absolutely wonderful and in depth and i hope that uh we can have you back on again in the near future love I, that but, uh, that that you're a special man to me, a friend, and someone that has uh, an amazing amount of wisdom. I'm just going to say this in closing. I hope our time together was inspiring and motivating. Stay empowered, stay well, and remember, you always have choices. Peace and blessings, and we shall see you next time. So good. God bless you.